Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our October 20th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach for the boys and girls at De La Salle and director of coaching at Soccer Innovations of America. We already start off our show with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, our soccer season has just begun today. I pray that we'll have a great one. I pray that it will be controversy-free. I pray that it will be full of sportsmanship, kindness, competition, and, and the, the desire to bring our sport to the next level. Help us be able to be uh, uh, at this show uh, a conduit for all of those things and not a cause of any of the opposite. In Christ's name we pray, amen. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. All right, we have a good show for you tonight. Uh, we uh, On the second segment, we are going to have for you an interview with uh, Coach Daniel Underwood, really one of the best coaches in the state now. He's the head coach at St. Thomas More. A uh, really exciting program, uh, just a, a really exciting school. Um, they didn't exist when I was in high school. And uh, what they've done in such a short relative period of time it is phenomenal. Anyway, uh, he's going to give his take on on what our take is today, which which is uh, our preview on girls soccer. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the boys game uh, in detail. But uh, the girls game, let's start with Division One. OK, um, in Division One. We pretty much have uh, uh, St. Scholastica is, is the elephant in the room. Okay, they're the team to beat, uh, bar none right now. And uh, and the way they looked last year, the state championship, it looks like they're the team uh, that is probably the cream of the crop in the state. I guess I'm saying that because I know their head coach, Matt Jacquet, uh he's definitely not going to take anybody for granted. There's a lot of people, uh, a lot of teams out there, rather, that that really need to be paid attention to. Um, I, I do think, though, that uh, by him not taking everybody for granted, they're going to have a hard time beating them. But let's see. The number one seed last year was C.E. Bird, and they're in a 10-team district that I really don't understand why the state would do that. <clears throat> Usually it'd be two districts up in the north. But now everybody's clumped together, and it's going to be a mess over there. Um, I, I do think, though, that Bird is going to be the cream of that crop. And last year was really disappointing uh, to them, losing to North Shore three to two. But North Shore is for real, and um, they're taken over this year by Ryan Lazaro, and uh, uh, that is going to be a, a tough out. Whoever has to play North Shore this year, but. Um, Really, in that District 1, anyhow, C.E. Bird is a team to beat. In District 2, you have your perennial powers, but uh, but they've fallen short. <clears throat> Lafayette, uh, the most notable one, and uh, Lafayette was a 10 seed last year, and uh, they got beat by St. Joe's in the second round, two to nothing. And, you know, KDN is always, always around. Um, I think St. Thomas More really is the pr- reason for their n- non dominance because in my day, KDN and Lafayette ruled the area. 
Uh, and now a lot of these kids are going to Tarlings and to St. Thomas More. But anyhow, Acadian was the five seed last year, and they got through, and they ran into North Shore, okay? And they lost 2-1 to one in the semifinals. So Acadiana uh, has a bad taste in their mouth, and, and what they do is uh, – is going to be worth watching and, and fun to watch. Now, in District 3, Baton Rouge High is uh, significant power, uh, and they really have to be paid attention to, although their school is kind of small, and uh, they would be a power in Division 2, but in Division 1, they're, they're going to be, you know, with the like kind, if you will. And last year, they were able to give Dominican, a, a really young Dominican team, a good game, but they still lost out in the uh, in the second round after just beating East Ascension one to nothing. So Baton Rouge High, uh, I'd like to see if they were in Division Two what they would do. But uh, we can't control that. <laughs> Anyhow, in District Four, uh, Denham Springs, Dutchtown, East Ascension, Live Oak, and Saint Amant and Walker. We just talked about East Ascension and uh, and how they got how they exited quick. Um, and uh, St. Amant wound up getting to the second round, but they got uh, um, um, introduced to Mandeville, which was a three seed last year. Uh, but St. Amant area, that whole area is alive with soccer right now. Uh, you go to Live Oak. I went to Walker's Field the other day. Um, we had a, a soccer game in Walker. It's just amazing how the resources have popped up for soccer in that area of the world. And uh, and look, you can expect big things to come. Dutchtown's just itching to win a state championship. Last year, uh, they got to the third round before we were losing to Acadiana four to nothing. All right, uh, let me go straight to District Six. District Six is very interesting because Central Lafouche now is entering it. Central Lafouche had established themselves as a Division Two power. And now they've been bumped back up to Division One, where uh, now the competition is going to be much stiffer. Um, they have, um, I think, the uh, the best chance of winning District Six. Uh, their their counterparts are Destrehan, East Saint John, Hanville, Thibodeau, and HL Bourgeois, and. I think they're going to be better than those teams. Hanville wound up losing to Mount Carmel one to nothing last year. And uh, um, East, let's see. And I don't know. Thibodeau wound up losing to Sulphur two to one. So, I mean, they were competitive. But Central Lafouche, I saw their club team play. Uh, they're at another level than those teams, I think. And I think that they're not going to have any problems winning their district. It's just when they get out of district. Uh, it, their seed is really going to be very important as to whether or not they're going to be able to run uh, to the semifinals. And, of course, the reason for that is District 5. District 5 is absolutely loaded. Uh, say Scholastica, I watched their second-string players play them in a club game. Uh, and a lot of them were on the Mandeville B team, if you want to call it that, um, and they were outstanding. And I was just looking at them. And, and just wondering, okay, if this is their second string, what in the world does their first string have to offer, you know? And then you have the likes of um, Mandeville, and now you got Ryan taking over North Shore. Um, those are going to be some serious teams to watch, okay? Last year, um, last year North Shore wound up winning um, uh, all the way through to the finals, and they wound up having to play St. Scholastica, you know? Uh, and they only beat them two, uh, Scholastica only beat them two to one. And Mandeville, 
uh, is used to going to the finals. They're used to going deep with Coach Esker and and I, I have a real feeling that uh, they've doubled down in the offseason to try to figure out how to beat St. Scholastica. Um, it's going to be a, a fun. It's going to be a fun thing to watch, uh, and uh, we will be watching it carefully. Okay, so that's Division One. So Division One will be fun to talk about uh, and and to look for. Uh, uh, I talked to Coach. Uh, uh, oh, we forgot District Seven. How, how can I do that? I was about to say we. I talked to Coach Al Silvis. Um, uh, unfortunately, at Miss Caffarella's funeral, and I could see in his eyes a twinkle of confidence. And I'm hearing the same thing about Mount Carmel uh, with Coach uh, uh, Pavlos uh, that these two girls' schools are are ready to roll. Um, they do expect state championships at these two places. Um, Dominicans yet to taste it. Mount Carmel has tasted it a few times, and they want to win. And uh, they were young last year, both of these teams, and uh, and I think that we're going to see them make a lot of noise and make a run for this state title. Um, they held their own last year too. I mean, Dominican only lost to Mandeville three to two, and uh, and let me see here. Uh, um, let's see, Mount Carmel wound up. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Mount Carmel wound up uh, losing to North Shore, though, 6-1 to one in an 8-9 game. So they're, they're both got to be very, really hungry. <clears throat> the rest of the teams in that district are not going to be much of a uh, challenge for them. Grace King, John Eric, Chalmette, and West Jeff. Although West Jefferson is well coached, and, uh, uh, and uh, I, I just think, though, West Jefferson really is a Division II team, and how they got stuck in Division One is, is curious to me. Now, Division Two. I'm not going to steal Coach Underwood's thunder. He's pretty much going to uh, break it all down for you. But Division Two, uh, the big news there uh, in Division Two is that Vanderbilt and Turlings are coming in, and uh, Central Lafourche is going out. So it's going to make it now a much more competitive. Division Two is uh, uh, than um, I'm not going to say than last year. Last year was competitive in itself. Okay. Uh, um, but you have here uh, uh, teams that, <clears throat> excuse me, teams that can beat each other and teams that know each other well. St. Thomas Moore and Turlings are uh, going to be a curious matchup. They're going to have to play in the regular season, and they may wind up having to play in the playoffs. And um, those girls support each other during the playoffs, but now they're going to be rivals. And they're going to have to keep a guy on two teams, I think, uh, uh, Lakeshore and Ben Franklin. I think Ben Franklin is kind of – kind of wary of not being um, in the limelight. And uh, these girls are very well coached and, and good athletes. They wound up losing to St. Thomas more last year. <clears throat> and and I don't think that they really enjoyed that. They did it at home. And, and I know uh, their coaches, I, I do think that Ben Franklin is going to be a team that you're going to have to watch out for. And, of course, Vanderbilt. My goodness gracious. Uh, Vanderbilt is is, uh, is definitely hungry to win. Um um, they're always hungry to win. I never knew them not hungry to win. They lost to Turlings last year, and now they're at least in the same division with Turlings, and they probably got Turlings uh, circled uh, as, as a target that they want to go after. So um, that is uh, uh, going to be fun, fun, fun to watch. Uh, and Coach Underwood is gonna, uh, breaks it down for you in the next segment quite well. Uh, in Division Three. um, 
Division three is now Division three. You get rid of two of the powers of the division, the two teams that went to the state finals, and now it's wide open. You got St. Louis now that can maybe make a run uh, for it, and uh, of course, University is there. And um, some people believe that U High uh, has got it's it's their state championship to lose. Okay. Edie White um, might be a team that we'd have to uh, really take seriously here. Um, uh, I would like to think that De La Salle would be something. Uh, we finally got our girls to play club ball, and we'll see in District 6. Uh, but really, Loyola Prep would be the team that I would probably pay most attention to uh, other than University High. Loyola Prep uh, uh, is a weird enigma how sometimes they're Division Three, sometimes they're Division Four with their boys and their girls. Uh, but make no mistake about it, whatever division they're in, they get the cream of the crop up there, them and Bird, and uh, and they're going to make some noise. Uh, I do think that uh, also uh, on the South Shore, uh, Really, the District Seven, the uh, the the New Orleans teams, Ursuline would have the inside route there. Uh, St. Martinville would be interesting in District Four. Of course, Parkview Baptist in District Five, along with St. Michael, uh, should be able to uh, uh, represent well. So, and, and and Bolton, I think you got to watch Bolton. Uh, their coaches there are serious, and uh, I think good coaching does matter, y'all. I, I really do. I think players win and coaches lose, but I do think coaches make a difference. When the coach is really wrapped up and, and into it, uh, it really does make make quite a difference. Okay, in Division Four, eight districts. Okay, uh, eight districts. A lot of teams, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, ESA is not uh, what they used to be, and uh, uh, and Loyola Prep is gone. <laughs> so, so uh, Division Four, you got you got uh, really in in the north. You got now Loyola Prep, who's going to put a shadow over pretty much everybody uh, in their place. And it was nice to see Washington Christian emerge last year, uh, but. But really, uh, uh, that's going to be a tough one to get out of. And of course, uh, when it comes to um, the Catholic League, I mean, not the Catholic, the, um, it just seems I should call it a Catholic League school because they're Catholic. But Academy of Sacred Heart New Orleans, uh, I think uh, now is, is going to tr- make this run. Really, they wanna, they're going to want to win it. Louise McGee uh, deserves to win it. They, they lost their head coach. But their program is solid from from the youth level all the way up. Of course, Isidore Newman um, gets great talent. So that's I've been talking to you about District Eight. I think that's going to be a fun district to watch. I think all three of those teams are going to have a say so before it's over at the end of the year. Okay, uh, one one school that I think is interesting is Homa Christian. They want to be in a four seed, but they didn't have the experience and lost out to Pope John Paul II. Maybe perhaps they can make a run for it. Um, and they're right next door to District 6 is Pope John Paul II and North Lake Christian. North Lake Christian, uh, I think, uh, talking to people, they they have a chance, I think, to make some noise. They made a lot of noise last year before losing to Loyola Prep in the semifinals. And, of course, Pope John Paul II uh, wound up, unfortunately, running into them in the, in the uh, quarterfinals. So th- you had two Final Four teams in the same district, and they wound up taking each other out. And it was it was a very close game, one and nothing. So I'm hoping that – I know that they're hoping they could be at the opposite side of the brackets. Uh, um, but the Division Four will be fun. 
who knows, uh, ESA's uh, class might have uh, might have graduated, yeah, but uh, they're used to winning now, and everybody winning is a habit. It's always been a habit, and once you got it, it's hard to break it unless the coach really is incompetent, and I get no sign there that they are, and uh, – uh, I don't want to sound like a homer here. I'm from New Iberia, but it's time for Catholic New Iberia to do something. Uh, they're, if they don't have any pressure, they should have some pressure uh, to get through and and to make some noise. Uh, they wound up losing to ESA 4 nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they beat Christ Episcopal 1 nothing last year, and then Opelousas Catholic 8 nothing. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of expectations, but... Uh, the results have to come, and those are hard to do, y'all. Uh, it's hard to do. Uh, in District 5, I would think that Episcopal, Baton Rouge is, is a team that everybody's going to have to watch. Um, but I really have no reports from them, so I'm just shooting in the dark. I just know their history. And, of course, uh, who would take them for granted? Episcopal last year was the 18th seed, uh, uh, beating Patrick Taylor, the 15th seed, 6 nothing. Boy, was that seeding off. And then they wound up losing to ESA So in the second round. So there you have it with the girls. Um, I'm really excited to be a coach in the girls' league. Um, coaching girls is so different. Um and and it's fun, and it's a different it's a different animal, but it's a great animal. Uh, very competitive. I've always enjoyed watching it from the outside, but there's a little different twang to it when you're on the sidelines. So we're looking forward to a great year this year. We're gonna have a fun time on this show this year too, because. I'm really going to have my fingers on the pulse of both the boys and girls. I have my finger on the pulse of the boys and my binoculars out at the girls. Now I'm going to be in the mix and the fray of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we'll take a break right now. When we come back, Coach Daniel Underwood is going to be talking to us and giving us his spin on what he thinks about the girls on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, everybody, and we're uh, pleased to have as a guest Coach Daniel Underwood, the coach for St. Thomas More Girls. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks for having me, Coach. Appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, when it comes to the girls, uh, it looks like um, Divisions 1, 3, and 4 are kind of kind of uh, um, not as interesting as it could be, but Division 2 looks like it's going to be exciting. Uh, what's your take on Division 2? Oh, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, we, we've added two two powerhouse programs to the division this year, and Vanderbilt and Turlings Catholic will be joining. Um, I guess you could say we're we're kind of stalwarts at, for the time being, and Lakeshore and, and us at St. Thomas More. So, yeah, just got a uh, just got a lot more interesting, um, especially within our own district. Uh, you know, yet. It's, it's not very often you have two reigning state champions in the same district, so it'll be a should be an interesting year. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, it's crazy uh, that you'd have two state champions having to go head to head with each other. I mean, have you ever been in that position before? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I know when we scheduled that game, uh, we always try and do like a boys girls double header. And I joked with the boys. I said, "Hey, you know, we're we're the headline match uh, because you know, <laughs> it's two it's two state champions going up against each other." So, uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. 
Well, yeah. look, one thing I was really impressed with during state, and uh, and for some reason now we're moving to uh, Hammond, which I don't understand, but I haven't been explained why. But I really liked it at ULO. But what was really kind of cool was that the Turlings girls rooting for y'all and y'all rooting for Turlings, you know? Uh, what do you think that's going to do to your relationship now? Well, that game has always been, it's a rivalry game. You know, I call it the, the Catholic Derby here in Lafayette. <laughs> and uh, they're always, you know, friends off the field, but enemies on it. It's one of those games that doesn't matter the records. You, you just throw all that stuff out the window because when they step on the field against each other, they definitely bring out the best. So it'll be fun, that's for sure. And like you said, you know, the fact that uh, – the coaches, the players, we all know each other so well. It just makes it uh, all the more interesting. Um, you know, I, I hope we see him for a district championship, and then uh, I hope to see him again in the state championship game. Well, to do that, you're going to have to get through Vanderbilt. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, we actually we have a – that's our first game of the regular season. Uh, so one of the things me and Coach Phil joked about is we hope it's the first game of the regular season and the last one. Uh, as well and he said he would he would take those uh those uh he would take that i said i would too so um you know they're they're quality program i think they're a lot like us and that you know they've lost they've lost some talent but they've definitely probably just reloaded over there knowing knowing that program and in the coaching staff that they have so they'll definitely be you know they'll be a contender someone that over the course of the season we'll, we'll have to you know, kind of watch for and see see how they're progressing. How do you feel about Cattle Magnet? Um, you know, they it's two years ago they looked like they were on a, a run there that was that was wonderful. I think they made it to the semifinals or quarterfinals, and then last year was kind of just, I would say a disappointing season for them. So I'd imagine they'd want to come back strong. From what I heard, they had you know some injuries last season that kind of resulted in that, but. If I had to guess out of those North Louisiana teams, I would put Caddo Magnet and, and probably Neville in that category to come down from the north, you know, and, uh, and let their presence be known. Okay. Uh, so, Neville, that's the first time I had anybody tell me that Neville was really uh, a factor. Yeah, well, why, why? if you remember, Neville took Lakeshore to, what, overtime um, in last year's state semifinals. So, I don't think you can – overlook them you know especially when they get that far and, and take that quality of a program uh over time that's right that's right okay uh enough said well so what about lakeshore oh coach west man he's he'll he'll definitely have have them ready to go uh like i said they're they're a stalwart they're someone who who i imagine will be right there in the mix uh at the end of the season if not throughout the course of the year so I, I, they were fairly young last year, if, if I remember correctly. I know they had some key seniors, but I think it was their junior class and kind of that sophomore class that was really, you know, kind of leading the way. But it's – they're probably – like all four of the, the top programs, us, Turlings, Vanderbilt, and Lakeshore, we're kind of in that, that era where it's, it's – you know, it's a cycle of players. So it's like – you know, one class, a senior class graduates, but they're only getting stronger because 
that just means they're sophomores, they're juniors, they're all experienced and, and ready for a deep run again. Well, I'll tell you what, y'all get a Vanderbilt, but you lose essential Lafouche. And uh, I saw those girls play club ball. They look really strong. So uh, That's correct. I know. I just saw uh, their coach the other weekend and uh, at the state meetings, at the LHSA state meetings, and I said, man, it's y'all moved up to Division One along with their other district uh, uh mates Destrahan and uh and I kind of asked him I said well what was like how so now you go from being probably one of the biggest schools to one of the small schools he said yeah they they were like maybe 20 students above the the enrollment cutoff wow I know it's crazy and you know I kind of hate to see that because they were they were competing extremely well in our division and if you know if I had my way, I'd love to keep that type of competition going. Whereas, you know, by bumping up, they'll they'll kind of, you know, they'll struggle a bit against some of those D1 powerhouse programs, I'd imagine. Yeah, I so. think so. I think so. But I think they got they got a little peppered in, in the playoffs last year, and who knows how they'll ha- how they'll go. You know, well, what, yeah, what? we played we played them in the semi. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. And that was a good. It was a good game. I mean, it was only two nothing. You know. So yeah, it was, <laughs> they were physical. Some some girls down on the bayou, man. They 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 get after it. So it's fun. You know, it's something that the sad is like. You know, I'm looking at Baton Rouge area, and and really, uh, uh, does does nobody talk about you? Struma, Lee, Woodlawn, maybe. Um, why why do you think there's such a void there? Uh, you're talking about Division Two. Yeah, Division Two, or? not Division One or Three, but uh, yeah, like yeah, uh, I think it's just. They don't have very many many schools in Division Two in the Baton Rouge area. I'd imagine just their enrollment numbers either make them too big, or the private schools are probably just a little too small. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, like Parkview, right? Yeah, Parkview Baptist, you know, Saint Saint Joseph's Academy, Baton Rouge High School, is that Baton Rouge Magnet High. Yeah, or Baton Rouge High School. I mean, those two programs over the last what four or five years have really made their presence known. So there's definitely some good soccer there. I think, like you said, it's all uh, in division one or division three and four. Yeah, you're right. Well, look, I got a chance to be with you um, at that LHSA meeting. Uh, since I have you on the, on the phone, what did you, th- what do you think about the LHSAA's process to be able to just get a simple rule passed? What, you know, no, it's, it's you're still a young guy. So I'd like to hear your take on that. Well, yeah, I am young, but I have been around now in LHSA for a while. So I'm, well, I'm, t- I'm calling you young by Doug Hamilton standards. Yeah, just, okay. <laughs> the, the process is, is ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, so it is what it is, you know, you hope, I know we have great uh, involvement in our program with our school's administration. Uh, so there's been times where, you know, we're able to clearly communicate changes that we want done. And I would just hope that all the coaches in the state have that type of relationship with their administrations at their schools, that they would, they would not just be an active participant in their sport, but also, you know, get involved with, with the school get involved with other sports and and really foster and develop those relationships so that you know we can have those conversations with our principals about about changes necessary uh for our sport or changes that might affect our sport and in a negative manner or a positive manner and so uh 
you know, that would be my advice is, uh, is it starts, it starts with you, you know, it starts with us as the coaches of our programs, just making sure we're involved. And I know you, you, you preach that you're involved with your football program yeah, yeah. and other things. Um, I'm trying to do my due diligence. I'm a, I'm a part-time coach. So I try and, you know, it's hard for me to get over to the school during the day cause I'm working a job, but I try and try and be over there and be involved and know more about, you know, more than just my sport. So Excellent. Okay, well, before we hang up, uh, you got the microphone. Uh, what can we expect from St. Thomas Moore this year? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think we've, we've established a great culture over the past several years where it's, uh, you know, it's a championship culture. We, we want the players to, to win both on and off the field. And I think there's, they understand that now. Um, the torch is just being passed down to each each class and we're uh, trying to empower these young ladies to to take control of, of of their sport and take control of their season. And so I hope that I don't hope I know now that the program's in great hands. Uh, we have a great senior class led by captains Peyton Gotro and and Amory Alak. Uh, Peyton's our goalkeeper. She doesn't get enough credit. She's been just rock solid for us in goal. Amory's coming off uh, an ACL injury, but I know her. I know her her character, her personality, and I fully expect by the time January, February rolls around, she'll be an integral part of our our lineup. You know, we got a great junior class now who's experienced two state championships. Uh, probably like I'm expecting big things from Riley LeBlanc, who's our center back. She's got to kind of take a some big shoes to fill because they're, you know, Claire Werther, yeah. all, all state. And, <laughs> and if, you, if you ask me, really, probably the key to what we've been able to do um, the last several years, because you know, we've been able to play wide open at times, knowing that she's in the back to kind of settle things down if it gets too crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Riley will definitely take over uh, that mantle and I'm sure continue to lead us. She was second team all state. Uh, Avery Quiser, who scored a goal in that state championship game, she's now a junior. Um, I know she'll she'll rise to the occasion. And then we got a great sophomore class. You know, last year we had sophomore score in the state championship game, like Reagan yeah. Latchelet, uh, Kate O'Neill. There's so many in that sophomore class. Like, I can't even think of them all. And then we really reloaded with a great freshman class full of talent. Um a name I'll say is uh, uh, tempted to keep her a secret, but I don't think she's going to stay a secret very long. Is Mary Ainsley Alak? It's actually Emory Alak's little sister. Oh boy! Uh, had a chance to see her in summer workouts, and she is uh, she's she is ready to kind of uh, fill Maddie Morrow's shoes. Um, she wants her number. Uh, she, she's oh, been to, she's been several to several of LSU's games to watch Maddie play. And, and so, like I said, you know, that torch is kind of being passed down where, yeah, we just graduated a great player in Maddie, but you know, she's inspired and influenced the, the Nate, the next, uh, great STM players that, that kind of want to come in and, and be, be the best they can be and kind of continue to lead our program, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, I thank you for taking your time. It sounds like y'all have an exciting year brewing, and I am so glad I'm in Division Three this year. 
thought y'all were in Division Two. I thought y'all we, had moved up. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I actually, I wanted to move up. We missed some kind of deadline uh, to apply up, and so we're in Division Three now, which is a totally different world. I'm looking forward to it because it is a different world, and uh, uh, I've been, you know, I've gone through Division One almost my whole life with the boys, in Division Two now for the last ten years. So now I get to experience soccer at another level, and and uh, so I'm kind of looking forward Are to it. So are y'all in this situation kind of like uh, Turlings and Van- – are your boys in Division Two and your girls D3? Or? That's exactly what we got. That's right. Yeah. That's, and, uh, that's a very – that's a weird thing because um, I just – I've never – I never really knew about that until last year with the Lyola Prep situation where their boys were – what, D- they're in the D3 finals and their girls are in the D4 finals. Yeah, how weird was that, you know? It was. It yeah. was. And then I know years ago – People were always asking me, like, why don't y'all play up? Why don't you play up? And I said, well, we expo- we had explored it at one point in time, but we were we were told, like, both programs, both boys and girls, would have to request to play up together. Like, we couldn't be – we couldn't ask to play up girls and not – and have our boys remain. So. Right. Well, yeah. I, I'm just like, – in a way, like I'm lucky said, with one the – one of those rules. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I worked it out. I'm scared to make my eighth graders eligible because of the uh, because of what we said at the meeting with the, with the account against our numbers, whatever. But but uh, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to being in Division Three, and uh, uh, and we'll see how it rolls, you know. But uh, Division Two looks loaded, and I hope you'll have a good time beating each other up. <laughs> and it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> Yes, sir. God bless you, and uh, uh, have a good t- have a good season this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Okay, that was Coach Daniel Underwood. Uh, we thank him for taking his time. He's a real mover and shaker in the Lafayette area, and I would say in the state, uh, uh, taking his time to go to the LHSA Executive Board meeting. And I, I th- do think that he's one of our uh, um, top coaches in the state by far. Anyhow, uh, that's going to do it for Monday Night Football. Uh, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and uh, we're going to do the boys next week, and hopefully we'll have a good interview for you next week. Carpe diem in Christ, and uh, God bless you and your families. Take care. Bye-bye.